now on Fan Run Radio. Welcome in to the G.I. Jake Show live right here on Fan Run Radio in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Jake Miller alongside Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, intern Jack on a very rainy Friday morning here in Knoxville as the Vols get set to travel down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to the Coleman Coliseum to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Number four versus number 14, probably the game of the week. Probably the biggest game Tennessee has left on its schedule. Tennessee, Alabama will do battle tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I think it's on ESPN proper, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. ESPN proper is ESPN 1, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. But we're going to talk about this game a little bit. One of the things that I did want to bring up today, and we've seen it a lot, is the fact that there's people out there that say Dalton Connect should have the number three retired. Regardless of what happens the rest of the year, should Dalton Connect have his jersey number retired in Thompson Bowling Arena? reason I ask that is there's always the argument, and I talk with my friend Bo Estes, NBA Bo of NBA.com, who does the top ten there. And every time that there's ever been a debate about Michael Jordan and LeBron James, the argument is always, well, one guy flew longer, or is still flying longer, but the other flew higher. Can the case be made for Dalton Connect? That some have flown longer at Tennessee, but Dalton Connect is flying higher, creating more excitement, putting asses in the seats. And that's the bottom line. If you put asses in seats in Thompson Bowling Arena, I mean, you saw the environment the other day. That was one of the loudest that the Tommy Bowl has ever been. Does Dalton Connect deserve to have his jersey retired regardless of what happens the rest of the year? Now, in order to get your jersey retired at the University of Tennessee, there's some criteria that has to be met. You have to be an All-American. You had to have won a national championship. And that's just some of the criteria. Obviously, Tennessee's never won a championship but we have Bernard King, Ernie Grunfeld, Dell Ellis, Allen Houston, and now Chris Lofton. There's a couple of other retirement or jersey retirement qualifications. I'm going to look those up here in just a minute. I had them all on the top of my head, and then I lost them. That's what happens when you get older. You start to forget stuff. I've forgotten a lot of things in my life. But the more you think about it, think about the more he excites the fans. Excites this team, carries this team. And here we have the we have the list. You have to meet three of the five criteria that I'm about to list. So you have to hit three of six. SEC player of the year, which he is in contention for. National award, player of the year, Sullivan Award, or a similar honor. 
First-team All-American, which he's probably going to be. Career record holder in a significant category, as determined by the committee at the UT, SEC, or national level upon completion of career. National championship during tenure. There is a nominating committee that will determine when an individual will be honored with a retired jersey, and any member of the committee can bring a nomination. The composition of that committee includes the faculty athletics representative, the vice chancellor director of athletics, which would be Danny White, the sport administrator of the selected sport, the media relations contact for a selected sport or the associate athletics director of communications or designate or designated person and the senior woman advisor. Dalton Connect's probably going to get two of these right off the rip, right? He's going to be a first-team All-American, and he's probably going to be your SEC player of the year. If he can somehow strip this award from Zach Eady, you have to retire that jersey number. Three for Dahl. Brett, how are you, sir? Doing good, and I disagree with you already. That's not good. Oh, God, here we go. Buddy, we're seven minutes into this show, and well, we've already got a question. disagreement. You asked the question. I'm not saying Dalton Connect's not great. I, I, we all agree on that. But I just don't think in 28 games we can already say he's retired his number. I, I think so. He's not even the best three we've had, men's or women's. You, you don't think so? He, he's not going to be better than Who's, go, who's the better Parker, number three, Stanley Assumed? Candace Parker. Okay, Candace Parker and have it retired on the women's side. She's already got her yeah. number three retired. I – I know. I don't. I don't think he's going to get his number retired. I you, don't. You don't think so? No, we haven't even retired Grants yet. Well, good for Grant, but Dalton Connect deserves it. You so in one season you can be uh, put your numbers in the rafters. If you do well enough here at the University of Tennessee, I think so. Man, the number three should not be worn by another Tennessee basketball player. The number three should not be driven by another NASCAR Hasn't driver. Has twenty two been worn? It's in the rafters, right? Hasn't didn't Stephen Pearl wear twenty two and Dame Bradshaw before no. And Bradshaw, Ernie, Ernie got his retired, right? Bradshaw was 23. I don't know what. Stephen Pearl wore number 22, but they retired it. After he played? Yes. Okay. Marcus, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Love that you guys have already started arguing. It wasn't my fault this time. That's that's always nice. I'm not the I'm not the one at fault. It's always exciting when I feel freedom. Well, whose side are you on? Do you think he should have his re- number retired after the season? After He's not going to lead in one major category after the season at Tennessee. It's, He's not going to catch Allen Houston single season points, which is the record. That's the only one he can get to. I think if he and lead, he's not going to reach. If he loses to a championship, then yes. Yes, that's the only way. But I, it, it might take some time, but I could see it happening. But do I think it happens right after the season? No. So I'm kind of in the middle. Could I see it happening at some point? Yes. Right after the season? No. Unless it's a championship that follows. Because clearly he'd be the reason why we won. I think that's fair to say. I think that's very fair to say. Jack, how are you today, man? Doing pretty good, yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm with Marcus on this one. Um, he, it's all about the postseason success, unfortunately. It probably shouldn't be that way, but that's just sort of how it is in this business. And um, Yeah, I think if he's Final Four or in the championship, he'll definitely get it retired, but Right, if we're out in the first weekend, then I'm definitely with Brett. Like, it's it's been one season. Um, yeah, it's just all about it's all about March, baby. It's all about March. That's what this all boils down to is March. I will say, was uh, was Kevin Durant at Texas for just one year? Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he does have his 35 retired. They didn't win. He only spent a year there. So, you know. I thought he was there for two. No, Durant was there for only one, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was battling, yeah. uh, what, what's his name, Beasley mm-hmm. at Kansas State at yeah. the time for a national player of the year. Yeah. Now, so, I'm not trying to compare. Oh, well, and I don't know what Texas's requirements are. They could be different from Tennessee. And I don't know if they've looked into Durant's pro career. And potentially. Like, hey, yeah, he's potentially. got two NBA championships. Like, this guy needs his number retired at Texas. Like, I don't know how – It's I mean, what were Durant's number? And I know Durant had a great college that one season. Well, Kevin's – his jersey was retired. Actually, no, this is – his retirement uh, for his jersey at Texas was in 2009. So, it was not long after he graduated. 07 was when he went into the draft. He was a part of the 07 draft. So, two years later. So, it's possible. Virginia Chuck has already chimed in. He says, if we make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, he's named SEC Player of the Year, wins the wooden or maybe MVP of the NCAA tournament, then by all means, yes, down the road. Grant Williams needs to go first, in my opinion. Grant? Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Grant, Grant, I mean, Grant's a two-time All-American, two-time first-team you know, yeah. player of the year in the conference. The mm-hmm. only one we've had, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Grant should be thought of ahead of Dalton when it comes to that right now. So then let's retire the two and the three. I don't know. I mean, there's Let's been... retire the Rusty Wallace and the Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. I And maybe they will. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it happening in one season. Well, the thing is, you wonder about some of these teams, especially a lot of these, like, NBA franchises. Think about how many jerseys are retired in Boston. Think about how many jerseys are retired in L.A. Bill Russell's now retired across the entire league. Right Michael Jordan so. has his jersey number retired in Miami. Like what? I mean, North. There. I don't even know how North Carolina even has people that can wear jerseys anymore. Well, I mean, that's and Duke. I mean, how do how do they find a jersey for these players? Well, now you can wear number six through nine on a jersey. That's something you couldn't do before this year. The reason you couldn't do it is because people at the scores table aren't intelligent enough to distinguish the difference between a and twenty-five like, I don't, and a like, seven. I mean, and these guys were great in college too, but I mean. I don't know what North Carolina's requirements are. You know, like, <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, you got – They have to be somewhat similar across the board. I, I mean, be- Sam Perkins, Michael Jordan, and James Worthy all played on the same team there. Right, yeah. I mean, you got three players from that one team that and probably Antoine had their- Jameson played with Vince Carter and, uh, you know, that guard, Coda, Ed Coda, or I don't even know. Like, they just had they thousands of players come through there, you know, like, and they all got their number retired. Now they're all great players in college and in pro, you know. But like, do they? I mean, what are the? Obviously, it's tough to. And we haven't had nearly that many great players to even be considered to have your jersey retired. We haven't had enough of them. No, I mean, and there are the likes of Allen Houston, Dale Ellis, Ernie and Bernie. Chris Lofton deserved it. And some people are saying Zakai, when it's all said and done, should or could. But the number five's already retired. He's well, going to be the last player. Saying, to wear what do you five. do? What do you do? You know, but. I mean, and I don't think he will. The well, thing is, Sakai doesn't meet the criteria. Do. Not yet, but he's still got a couple seasons he's got left this year and next year, right? Or does I he? Mean, if he goes year? on to win point guard of the nation this year, and we go to national championship, well, then, then we you win. have to put him in consideration. Yeah, I mean, I mean th- that's just Vescovy. Vescovy's been two-time first-team All-Conference, right? I think Last so. two seasons, yeah. I mean, and he's right there, on, about to become an all-time steals leader, and and I think he was he right there in threes. I mean. He's got those requirements down. It's uh, I mean, it's a very interesting conversation. I I think there's more questions to the football team on some of those jerseys that should be retired that haven't been yet. The fourteen. 
Yeah, I mean, Eric Berry, for one, absolutely deserves to be retired. I mean, what he did for the university in his three years is unlike any defensive back, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a few other players you could – I think, honestly, I'd even look at maybe what Jason Witten did. Jason Witten is a guy that I could see them retiring his number at some point. Uh, Peerless Price, you know, I, I thought – John Henderson? Yeah, John Henderson's a guy that you could you could throw in there as well. I mean, you like, have to go back and look where these guys finished, like uh, with stats wise, and were they first team all conference? And you know, oh, John like, Henderson, like he was Jamal all Lewis should be on there, I think. Oh yeah, Jamal Lewis absolutely should be. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that have. Joey, like, is Joey Kent retired? No, like he was great. <laughs> I mean, think about how many good number elevens I mean, and number fifteens we had, this, especially football. Like, thing is, like with the number eleven and the number fifteen, it's like who do you give it to? It's like, number 11, there have been a lot of great receivers that have wore that. Number 15, it seems like that jersey like makes its rounds to a great player, except for Harrison Bailey, Like every time we have a turnaround of the roster. I mean, this goes all the way back. I mean, the farthest I can think back would be Carl Pickens, and then you had Kelly Washington wear it. Then you had Jawan Jennings wear it. You had Jansen Jackson wear it. Now you got Brew McCoy wearing it. I mean, these are some top-tier names when you think about Tennessee football. You look at the number 11, Joey Kent, Jalen Hyatt. Bobby Graham didn't do too bad when he was here. There's a lot. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot that needs to be looked at. I mean, our, our last retirement was in 2012 for Johnny Majors, which was obvious. Should right. have happened. But the last, the player that played the most recent to have his jersey retired was uh, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. So, you know, you look at those 2000s era, we had a lot of good players in the two, early 2000s. A lot yeah. of good players. And I think there's a lot of – I think there's probably a lot more you could look at on the football side of things rather than basketball on certain players that should have their jerseys retired. How um, weird is it that Connor Tolloway has his baseball number retired but not his football? Yeah, that's a weird one too. I and mean, we got, you know, yeah, that one uh, – I mean, honestly, because you, honestly, I playing baseball for Condridge. I mean, up until like Tennessee baseball became relevant, Condridge Holloway playing baseball was an afterthought. Yeah, but you've had a lot of great number sevens here as well. Yeah, Dion Grant, Casey Clawson. Trying to think of another. I bet I could find out. Yeah, you know. I love jersey retirements. I think they're cool. Uh, obviously, as a Celtics fan, I kind of love that, that that there's plenty of players who are honored for what they did. Um, I, I think it's cool. I, I don't mind that certain jerseys are unavailable. To me, it's especially for uh, recognizing those who have made impacts to your program or to your franchise. Uh, th- oh, by the way, add that to the GOAT argument. Michael Jordan has his jersey retired by a team that he didn't even play for in the Miami Heat. I'm surprised okay. 23 isn't retired across the board like Bill Russell, but that's just me. Can we make LeBron James wear, like, number 45? At least he puts his shorts on the right way. Jordan did that. Put them on backwards. Can't even put his shorts on right. I think Nobody stole LeBron James' jersey before <laughs> a game. Michael Jordan had to wear number 12 one game with no name on the back of it because someone stole his number 23 jersey that LeBron was LeBron never got cut from his high school team. That was high I school. thought that was ru- like rumored that that happened. No, it happened. He even tell well, you it happened. Michael Jordan, his sophomore season, got cut from his high school basketball team. Grew four inches, made a statement, got offered at the University of North Carolina. 
People told him, if you go to North Carolina, you're going to sit on the bench for four years and come back home and work at a local gas station. Yeah, how about that, Brett? How about that? Congrats. He's second best player of all time. Good. Some someone that, someone can overcome adversity that the other can't. <laughs> no, the other guy's just winning games, scoring 35 at the age of 40. That's all he's doing right now. My bad. Well, cherry picking stats. <laughs> okay, it's one thing to average like 10 a game right now. He's averaging 27 a game. Michael Jordan did it all while chewing gum, <laughs> and his tongue hanging out. Oh my goodness! I'm just glad somebody else just was on my side this morning. On this whole talk. Well, here's the thing. We're not talking about MJ and no, we're LeBron. Not. We're talking but, about Dalton Connect and should he have his jersey retired? The put, answer put is the yes. Put the pole in the field. No, the answer is yes. Oh. You want to put the pole in the field? Yeah. Right. If you went to the Final Four, you'd yes, still – Yes, I might. I might. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. I might. But he's not going to – Jake said one of the categories is lead in a significant category, right? Yes. And he's not going to. You he's not going to have the single-season uh, points per game – He's not going to have the most points, steals, rebounds, anything. That's a criteria. Well, the thing is, he could still don't catch out. And we Houston. don't know if he's going to win SEC Player of the Year. He could still catch out. We don't Allen know Houston. if he's winning National Player of the Year. We don't know any of that. We don't know any of it. He's got to get to 807 points to catch Allen Houston. He is now tied for seventh. And now it goes through the rest of the season, but yes. he's he's about 300 points off. He's not even cut Grant yet for the single season. That's fine. He's about 130 off. Score of that. 50 over the next three. You're halfway there. 50 points per game. I mean, that, is those, those numbers do include postseason. So if we, well, we I know, run, but it's still, it's still, he's going to have to be around 25 a game. And you don't, you could be one and done. So it could be all, you know, like. Let's get Roberto in here first. 865 546 8200. Your number if you want to hop on. Roberto is up first. What do you say, Berto? Good morning, guys. Want to address the Connect thing, but that's actually not why I called. Uh, first of all and foremost, I think it's 223 points. He's short, by the way. Okay, I wasn't huh, sure. 23. How about that? Um, yeah, not 300. Number. Not 300. I think he's at. I, I think I was texting with Jordan Moore the other day. I think yeah, it's Jordan 583 currently, which is a lot, by the way. Um, I think there is a notable exception, and there's like this. Um, I forget what it's called, but like uh, essentially a board of people who can make a decision at random to put somebody's name in the rafters. Yes. I do believe that exists. Yes. Um, it's a committee uh, made up of, obviously, the athletic director. Um, it's – who all is it? It's the athletic director, the sport administrator, there. the media relations contact, and a composition of a committee that includes faculty, athletics representatives. Like older, okay. Well, I was yeah. say, and apparently he's an ideal, like, citizen – on campus as well. Like, does not cause trouble, goes to class, works hard, outworks everybody at everything. Like, why would you not hang that dude's number in the rafters if he even gets close? Because the frankness of it, gentlemen, is he's the best basketball player in Tennessee in 30 years, and he might be the Talent best wise, basketball right? player in Talent 50 wise? years. Talent-wise? Everything-wise, man. We haven't won anything. Yeah. We haven't won anything yet, but we're okay. going to with him. You get... Who gives a damn if we won anything? The best mean? player in the last thirty the best player in the last thirty years played on a team that went five and twenty two. Who? Alan Houston. It's not close. He's the best player that's played here in the last fifty years. Yes. Probably since Bernard Nerney. I'm gonna that's put him above Dale about. Ellis. Yes. I'm putting him above Alan Houston. I'm putting him above Chris Lofton. Yes. It's not – yes. He's the most talented player 
in school and since Bernard King. He's probably the second best offensive talent in the history of the school. Hundred percent. And the thing is, like you're getting no argument from me. You're getting no argument from Marcus. Jack is fifty fifty on the whole ordeal. Brett's full blown. We're not retiring his jersey. He sucks. Yeah, I'm like that. I didn't say he sucked let, at all. Let's, let, let me set a scenario. If if they were to acquiesce and do what Bob said on, I don't know if you guys got to hear our spaces real quick last night, but Bob uh, Baskerville brought up a great point. What if they just co co national player of the year? They just acquiesce and go. These guys are like equal. One is clearly the best player in his conference. The other is clearly right there, if not the best player in his conference. Let's talk about Connect. Everybody wants to talk about Sears. Sears sucks ass. I'll say it. Yes. So, um, for me, Dillingham's better, actually. Uh, for me, if they would do that, that would clear up everything. Because all because he's going to be all he's going to be first team All American. He's going to be SEC Player of the Year, and if he gets Co National Player of the Year, they have to give it to him at that point. Let me ask you: How many yes. shots do you think Zach Eady has shot outside the paint this year? Actually, I can tell you how many he's shot out of ele- outside of eleven feet in his entire. Why would he uh, shoot career outside there. the paint? I'm, I'm out, Brett. Why? How many shots has he shot outside Who of cares? eleven feet in his entire? It does matter. Why? Are you seven Complete foot four three hundred player? What? If you're seven foot four, you're going to go outside player? the paint. I mean, yes. why? Did Shaq? How many shots? My name's you? Dirk Nowitzki, and I'm one of the greatest players that's ever walked the face of the earth. That's completely different. That's not really. Why? Why? Why What's, is that different? What did Shaq do? How many did Shaq Brett? take? How many did Shaq take? Shaq took one and he I made love, a three. Okay. I love rustling your feathers. He's nine for thirty-two in his career outside of eleven feet in his entire college career. That's nine less for than fifty percent. Okay. <laughs> I will say he is a better free throw shooter than uh, than uh, Dalton Connect this year, and respect him for that. I, I I think Zach Eady is an exceptional talent, but it's it, when he gets that award. Somebody said it last night, and I've never heard it said this way. When he gets National Player of the Year, because he's going to win it. Okay, he needs to walk over to his mom and dad and hand it to him. And go, gee, thanks for the jeans. Yes, because that's what he is. He works hard. But Dalton Connects had to work ten times as hard because Dalton Connect is a normie. Mm-hmm. He's oh. just gonna outwork you, and that's okay. And it's okay we for Connect to finish okay. second in the in the Player of the Year. It's okay. He's gonna be first team All American. Yeah, I, and that's why that's why I keep coming back to. I don't think he's gonna win National Player of the Year, but it's not his fault. If they'd start on an even playing field. He would win National Player of the Year, and it's not close. Hundred percent, and you got to think too. Dalton Connect controls the game at all three levels. Zach Eady only yes. controls the game from inside the paint. And you, he and he misdirects shots. Affects. Teams have to play around him. He's a great defender. I'll give him all those things. Yes. Uh, okay. That's not his fault. He no. was just born that way. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying Zach Eady isn't a great player, and maybe I'll see maybe. The best college player there is this year, or affects the game more than any other college player. He definitely does that. Dalton Connect is the most exciting player in college basketball. No doubt, no argument. You, do you agree with that? Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dal- Dalton Connect has more thirty-point games than is Edie, if I remember correctly. And Dalton Connect has to play through other players, whereas they just feed the ball to Edie. Thirty-three percent of Edie's points come on free throws. Good for him for making them. Well, I'm I mean, not, teams not are fouling him. I mean, that's the only way you. you... I don't know what 
I don't actually, know. if you have a seven footer or somebody that is approximated to the same size, he actually kind of isn't very good. I don't know if you've seen him play against other seven footers who are average to good. He does not play well. So I go back to the way to clear it up is just to make him co co player of the year. It is because nobody had heard of Dalton Connect even even twelve weeks ago. Have you heard that Connect's a lock for SEC Player of the Year yet? Did you say a lock or a, a lock? lock? A lock for SEC Player of the Year. I haven't heard anybody no, say because that. People yet. like Bruce Pearl put out a false narrative that you have to win the damn conference to be national to be conference player of the year. That's one he per- needs that's his ass kicked that's over that. one person though. There's more than one voter on this. I have not heard anyone say it's anybody besides Dalton Connect. And when you've got when you've got J- Jimmy Dykes, who for I mean, he loves to hear himself talk more than I do, guys. Yeah. Come on. Mm. Um when he is saying what he's saying, which is Dalton Connect is not only the SEC player of the year, he's national player of the year, that does catch ears. Well, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what game day says when they're there Saturday. I mean that's yeah, that'll I would, be a I would huge love to hear that. that's gonna be a huge topic of conversation and these are the so called experts, so we'll We'll see what what they have to say. I mean, well, it, because they control the narrative, that's the problem. They yeah. do. If it wasn't media controlling narrative, but that's the only Zach way Edie would not be gonna, player of the year. But like, you look at the odds. Edie's so far ahead of like a connect. And Is he minus seven hundred still? It was minus seven hundred when I got when I got yeah. um I got connected plus three thousand to win yeah. national player of the year, hmm. and I think it was minus seven hundred at the time. But um, can I can I digress and then just throw a subject out and, and ask you guys? Did you sure. see this whole rating rating the NFL franchise by the players? Yeah. Uh, yes. And and you know the the Chiefs got an F minus. So yeah. I know you guys don't think I have a real job, and 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 <laughs> as much as I call the radio, I would assume that you would think that. that I'm not I know you got it, a real I job. Have a real jo- I have a real job, and and Jake, you might argue that I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, and in my real job, I have a lot of crossover with professional athletes, specifically NFL players. Okay, I can tell you that NFL players having to pay for their own food is one of the more ridiculous things I've ever heard. And having to pay for their kids to eat food at the facilities is legitimately one of the more ridiculous things I've ever heard. If you're a franchise, I am no way a socialist. Jake knows me very well. Okay, I'm in no Polar way opposite, that. opposite, as a matter of fact. No, I'm I'm about as, as staunchly conservative financially as you can be. Yes. Okay. Um, that is a ridiculous assertion to make your team do that. You do not nickel and dime employee. I got nickel and dimed, and so I quit and started my job that I do now. I got nickel and dimed by a former employee or employer, excuse me, as an employee. They would make me pay for my. Have you heard this? They they make you. They were making you split rooms or or incur a seventeen hundred dollar fee if you didn't want to split rooms as a rookie and stuff like this all over the. That's so stupid. So let me tell you what I do know. I have a lot of clients that. Um, I'm not going to mention names. I have a lot of clients that are special teamers in the NFL. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those dudes don't make a whole, whole lot of money in the world of the NFL. Now, do they make great money? Sure. But I see their finances, okay? I see them. And I'm telling you right now, asking a dude to pay you like two grand to not have to room with another grown man who probably snores at night because they all probably have to Uh, uh, sleep at me. You don't have to tell me anything. I've lived it. I had to share a room Uh, with Adam Hickman. He snored the whole night, kept the room at 58 degrees. I woke up. 
and he was snoring louder than a dump truck running through a nitroglycerin plant, and my nose was cold. Thank you for that reference. That made my day. I needed that so bad. <laughs> Why? You, she died 30 years ago. Uh, so I would just say I know these guys' finances, and I'm telling you I do, and I'm telling you that I feel like that is unjust. Making special teamers pay for their kids to spend time with them. These are guys you require insane amounts of their life. And if they want to have freaking lunch with their kids, don't make them pay to have their kids at the facility. You have more money than a Catholic church. It's ridiculous. And I am in no way a socialist. I want to repeat that. And these guys, I mean, yeah, most of these guys live as humbly as a lot of people in my profession do. Or have to. Guys at the top of my profession live way better than these special teamers. They just do, mm-hmm. okay? Well, and part and, of the problem, too, like you got a lot of people that just assume that just because you play in the NFL that you're a millionaire. There's only a handful of millionaires in the NFL. There's a lot of 100,000 heirs out there. There's very well, few millionaires. It, yeah, well, because a lot of the guys who make millions spend millions, right? Yes. But the, the thing people don't realize is taxation just murks these guys' incomes, especially like if, you're in, if you play in L.A., do you know why I was blown away Shoei Atani signed with the Dodgers? Do you know in L.A., not only do you have federal and state income tax, you have municipal tax and county municipal tax. That's as bad as it is. Actually, it's worse than what it is in, like, the Cincinnati area. Because there are some towns yeah, and counties are, outside of Cincinnati in which you have to pay your federal, mm-hmm. your state, and a municipal tax. If it tells you anything, Jake... I work with about 40 business owners in greater Cincinnati, and I can confirm what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and beyond that, I work with several people in L.A. Do you know if you – okay, Shoei Otani, he's going to make – I don't know, it was 700-some-odd million. If he's there every single year, he's actually going to pay close to $400 million in taxes. That is ridiculous. You should not lose more than 50% of your income just because your federal and state government don't know how to manage a budget. Back to, so these guys who make, let's say, I don't know what league minimum is anymore. Is it 473? That's the last I remember in the uh, NFL. Uh, Marcus, do you know right off the top of your head what the league minimum is? Uh, I can find out. the NBA, uh, it's 1.02 million, I think. Minimum, the minimum is uh, 870,000. Okay, so it's gone up precipitously in the last three or four years. But let's just say, because I couldn't remember what it was, because it's been a while since I've taken on any guys from the NFL, but let's just say it this way, okay? Those guys, man, 800000 is a lot of money. But most of those guys, they're pulling in about 450 okay, at the end of the day. Yes. If they're pulling in 450 at the end of the day, yes, that is a lot of money, a whole lot of money, okay? But then they, if they're having to pay for their own stuff – I mean, that's like, I, I cannot actualize it to you more, more than just saying it's just not right. It's beyond not right. If you're a billionaire and, you're, and you've got 100 heirs, like, pay for their freaking kids to eat lunch with them. Have a heart. Yeah. And I'm no bleeding heart liberal. You know me, Jake. Uh, we're polar but, opposites, you and I both. Yeah, but I, I would just say at the end of the day, um, I, these guys, you don't don't believe these guys in the NFL, baseball, football, uh, basketball are like these. Insane, it's like what you said, Jake. They're not these insane millionaires that are all millionaires. If you want to be a millionaire as a special teamer or as a as a run of the mill fifty uh, three man roster baseball player, right? Who goes up and down between Double A, Triple A, and the majors, cups mm-hmm. of coffee every now and then. 
you better be saving about 70% of what you make. Yeah, you basically have to do what Shaquille O'Neal does. Like, he divides his up 50 50 mm-hmm. investments. He's and brilliant, sp- by the way. Oh, that is a brilliant strategy. Well, and the thing is, like, he takes the 50% like of his spending budget, and 25% of that goes to investments. So he yeah, lives off of 25% of his salary. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning has six financial advisors. Tell me why. Because he's a smart man. He divides up his money into six. Yes. So that he never has too much exposure on one side or the other, right? So if somebody screws up, it's okay because probably somebody else made it up with better ideas. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, I just I get so frustrated when I talk to people like, you work with NFL guys? Yeah. And I, I work with business owners who make three and four times with most, a lot of those guys now. Obviously, 800000 we're in a different world now. But I haven't taken on many in the last even seven years. But still, I, I didn't. I digress, guys. I hope you have a great day. Don't connect uh, for national player of the year, or in this case, co-national player of the year. Take care. Absolutely appreciate the phone call, Roberto. Stay with us. The GI Jake Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a... Here on the GI Jake show, right here on Fan Run Radio, just to break down, you know, something else. Dalton Connect is the topic of conversation today, and should he have his jersey retired at the University of Tennessee for the season? He's averaging twenty point eight points per game. Not bad. Matter of fact, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. Northern Colorado last year is averaging twenty point two. One of the things I like to do, I like to break it down by per 40 minutes played. Per 40 minutes played, he's averaging 28.1 points per game. Last year at Northern Colorado, 22.9. To me, that's an exponential jump. Not an exponential jump. I mean, it's not. you can't put an exponent in that. But the fact of the matter is, he's averaging about 5.2 more points per game per 40 minutes as to what he was last year. Now, keep in mind, the big sky – in which Northern Colorado plays much weaker conference, much weaker defense than what you're going to see in the SEC. Look at tomorrow's game. Of course, Tennessee taking on Alabama tomorrow down at the Coleman Coliseum in which, I mean, let's call it like it is. We are uh, we're anticipating this game being um, close. I think we should say that. This game's going to be close. Alabama's been given a 63% chance to win this game according to the ESPN analytics. Tennessee's 37 Number four versus number 14, excuse me. When you look at Ken Palm right now, Tennessee ranks fifth in Ken Palm in adjusted efficiency. Alabama ranks seventh. Adjusted offense, Alabama's number one. Tennessee, 18. 
Then you look at adjusted defense. Tennessee is fourth. Alabama is 100th. Adjusted tempo, Tennessee is 65th. Alabama, 11th. Adjusted efficiency margin as far as the strength of schedule. Strength of schedule ranking. Tennessee, 13. Alabama, 2. The adjusted efficiency of opposing offenses. Tennessee ranks 5th. Alabama, 2. Opponents adjusted defense. Tennessee, 55th. Alabama, 15th. What worries you all the most about tomorrow's game? Because right now, the way I see it, Alabama's already a hard place to play. We do not do well against teams that wear red on the road. That's not just a recency thing. That's not a Rick Barnes thing. That's just been a Tennessee thing ever since I've been alive. And I can go back to that Arkansas game in Bruce Pearl's first year in a game, which we should have won. Arkansas had no business being in that game, and somehow we managed to go out there and lose. You look at the Stegman Coliseum. Georgia, for those of you who don't know where Georgia plays. Tennessee did not do well down there for like a 10-year stretch. It took us 10 years since the Brian Williams tip-in to win in that arena. Texas A&M this year, team that wears a shade of red. Tennessee goes on the road and loses and then absolutely trounces them at home. It's just Tennessee thing. But your big thing tomorrow, you just cannot let them get going from behind the arc. If they get going from behind the arc, we're going to be in big trouble. If they get going quick, we're going to be in really, really big trouble. Marcus. Well, I'll just point out one thing that I think is important to talk about with their offense in general. Sure. Uh, during the month of February, they only had one game where they gave up uh, or they only put up uh, less than 90 points. Um, the last few games, they had 103, 117, 98, 100, 109. Yeah, over the last five, they're averaging 101. And they had a 99 against Mississippi State, but they had 81 points and a loss to Auburn, who we've all agreed has a pretty good defense, Right, which was shocking the other night when they kept playing zone uh, against a guy who was just absolutely on fire. But they gave up 81, uh, only put up 81 to Auburn, giving up 99. Before that, their last loss, they only put up 71 points, and that was against Tennessee. Right. So well, their last loss was Kentucky, right? Well, bef- uh, before, at, before that Auburn game, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, before that Auburn game. Um, so in their last three games, they have, or their last three losses, excuse me, they put up 71, 81, and then 95. So I, I stand by. I was we were I was texting in, within one of our group chats, and uh, someone from the station thought I was being a little bit too, uh, maybe too vol headed in saying that I feel like we can Nothing contain them. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think we're going to give up 100 points to them. No, we're I don't think we're going to give up 90. Mm-mm. In fact, I truly believe that we're going to knock them down a peg and get them back down to the 70 range. You think so? And, it, and the reason I say that is not because I think that they're not good offensively. They are. They're very good. They are. I just think defensively we're better. I think we're a better defensive team that can match up against their offense. Um, the the main thing, and we've talked about this before, Tennessee has to score a lot of points. They don't do well when they score under 70. 
So we we have to turn things on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive. Otherwise, this is going to be a really bad game. Um, but everyone's going to have to contribute tomorrow. Yeah. You can't just have Dalton Connect carrying the load once again. Now you can have a game like you did against Auburn, in which he goes for damn near forty. If Sakai can get you seventeen to twenty, and if Adu can get you seventeen to twenty, and if our defense keeps playing the way they did, I mean, giving up eighty-two points, and and really, we could have given up less if it wasn't for that stretch where we just kind of just shut down. I mean, yeah, that's just, what happened. We just shut down. I think we're probably the one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in, in the country. So, um, I'm willing to stand by the fact that I think we're going to hold their offense down and. It's going to be a tough game, but I, th- I think we can do it. Brett, what say you? Well, I've been pretty confident in this game. I mean, Alabama doesn't play a lick of defense. We got the best player on the court. Uh, Adu really doesn't have a – shouldn't have an issue getting buckets. He had 19 against them last time, 9 mm-hmm. of 14 in only 25 minutes. Uh, I just think – and like I said, like our best on-ball defender is arguably Zakai. I think he can – now, Sears is going to get his, but I think Zakai can make it difficult. You also can run Meshack at him if you need to. Uh, Meshack played well against him. He played almost 30 minutes last time against him. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it's going to be tough, no doubt about it. I mean, it's on the road, but, you know, we went on a road in a hostile environment up in Kentucky. It was an 8.30 game. Everybody was anticipating it. It has that same feel of it. I mean, some have said it's our biggest regular season game since, you know, back when Memphis and it is. Justin is next. What do you say, Justin? What's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How much? I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of mad at you, Jake. I, I tried to come wish you a happy birthday the other night, and you were hobnobbing that wine and cheese crowd, <laughs> you know, over at KBA. So. Hey, uh, you know, that's I, just the I, way she goes, bud. Yeah, yeah. I see where I stand in life now, so. I appreciate that. Now, I just wanted to call in real quick. I don't know if you're against the break, but you're talking about, you know, retiring Dalton Connects jersey. Yes. We need to retire it now. Yes. Like, while he's still playing and make him wear a different jersey number the rest of the year. Well, here's the thing. You don't want Austin Dillon in that three next year. Oh. Oh, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. You don't want Austin Dillon. I mean, you know. So, just go ahead and retire it. I mean, it's it's not that hard. Why why wait five years and have him? I mean, how long was we retired? What sixteen? What three or four years after Peyton left? Uh, ten years. Was it ten years? Okay, that took a while. We can't wait ten years. Actually, no, it wasn't yeah, ten years. It was uh, it was eight years. Well, how long did we take for Lofton? Oh five. Just want to say, oh five is when we retired Peyton. Yeah, because Lofton Rick Clawson was wearing the sixteen, and then he had to switch to number seven, like his brother Casey. To be like, yeah. Hey, yeah, nobody's wearing this again. Sorry, because uh, Rashad Baker wore it for his time here, and then Rick was wearing it until they're like, uh, "Sorry, bud, like that that jersey is not going to be worn again." Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like I said, we we just need to go ahead and retire. And and real quick, because I've got to get back to work, but talking about tomorrow night, yeah, we're beating the cousin kissers by ten points. <laughs> the cousin well, kissers, I mean, at least ten. I mean, we we're walking in with the baddest man on the planet, and they ain't gonna know what hit them. Three for doll, three for doll. Exactly, exactly. And and real quick, Dave, you gonna make some money this weekend, Jake? 
Yep. Kyle, Kyle Larson plus 400 seems like the best bet. That seems like so, a cakewalk bet. Exactly. But I got to get back into work. I'll holler at you guys later on. All right. Appreciate the phone call, Justin. Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Final segment of hour number one. Got NASCAR this weekend. Really looking forward to that. You know, take a look at some of the betting odds. We're going to be doing that at the end of the show. And we are going to make our picks. Once again, we have our final standings for the month of February, which some of us did well. Brett, you got off to a rocky start and then clawed your way back. Jack, also got baseball this weekend, right? We got some baseball this weekend. We Jake, some- I got something interesting for you. Okay. You know uh, the uh, the wonderful actress Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. Where's this going? Well, she's she's apparently starring in a new movie uh, that I just recently learned from the internet. Uh, and there's she's what the, are we talk sports in the trailer? Yes, in the trailer. Uh, well, we do talk sports. Um, the trailer shows a bit of a steamy love scene between another woman. But here's what's weird about this whole story. You want to know who directed it? Who? Her son. Her Elizabeth Hurley's son, Damien Hurley, is directing a scene of her having a love scene between another woman. You want to know who wrote it? Who? Her son. Her son, Damien Hurley, wrote and directed a film that stars her. Hey, that's that's smart, right? He's going to get a lot of people viewing it now? Everybody hey, loves Elizabeth Hurley. Hang on, though. That, that, he's that, not the one making out with her. Yeah, but he's watching it saying, no, no, no. He's not saying a put word. Your, put your hand up like over he's here trying to get. He's trying to get people to come in, just like we try and get he's, listeners by these, you know, me arguing this. He made, now, I did see, like, he posted some post about it. Are you not going to see it now because of her, her son? You mean to tell me you just hijacked the final segment of yeah. hour number one. Uh-huh. To talk about Elizabeth Hurley because you want to see her naked. No, the only reason he's all, talking about it is because of the son yeah, side that's, of things. Yeah, that's, that's the, the part that's weird yeah, Of course here. he's going to want to watch it because of Elizabeth Hurley doing what she does in this movie. I, but now he's th- I am a throwing fan of, off because... I am a fan of Elizabeth Hurley. I cannot deny that. Yeah, this she, yes. is not... Do you know who Elizabeth Hurley is, Jack? Are I you too have young? no clue. Oh, let me show you some photos. She was in an And awesome while you movie. do that, we're going to hit our final break of the hour. She's, I can't believe oh, you, she's, Marcus. She's... she's Gorgeous, stunning, Jack. You sound like Adam Hickman. Uh, how dare you? You know what? That's going to do it for hour number one, hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show coming up next. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half 